who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Tomorrow, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tomorrow, only on Disney+. Plus. All right, go ahead and roll for perception. I got a 13. Hey, that's pretty good. With that, you can tell there's some fantasy situations going on. You hear some adult language, and with that, you can tell this podcast probably isn't for kids. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Will. And I am Brian. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons & Dragons, from gaudy gauntlets to goaded golems. And today... We're talking about kobolds. All right, internet, you voted, and you voted for kobolds. I put up a poll on Twitter a couple of weeks ago now. By the time this episode airs, it'll be like a month. But um, it was between orcs, gnolls, and kobolds. I wanted to cover one of the the mob, one yeah, of the mob, yeah, uh, monsters. We out did there. bullywugs, yeah. And last the last time we did the poll, um, it was it came down between bullywugs and gnolls. It was really narrow, and so I was very confident that gnolls were going to win this time. But they didn't. <laughs> it was very narrow again. Like, I think 1%, but Kobolds won. So we're doing Kobolds, You've guys. changed your mind, yeah, the internet. Sorry, sorry, Noel fans. We'll, we'll get to them. Yeah. Eventually. Maybe next month. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's talk about Kobolds. Um, what do you know about Kobolds, Brian? I know that they're crazy little dragon shits. Yes, that is pretty pretty <laughs> accurate. Um, they're like dragon. They're almost like lizard folk, but they're more like uh, wyverny. Kinda, I guess. Mm, like in the face. Is that is that more? Uh, I know yeah. that they're a mob because you already yeah. said that. They are a mob, definitely. I know that they're probably not that strong. They're probably stronger than goblins, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, had, had, here's a question. Had you heard of kobolds before Dungeons & Dragons? No. Yeah. 
Okay. Me no, I haven't. Me neither. Surprisingly enough, I, I've uh, even in Dragonlance, Dragonlance doesn't have kobolds. What? Uh, and so I had actually never heard of a kobold before I started playing this game. Very interesting. Which surprised my friends because, you know, I'm the fantasy guy. Uh, they played WoW, so kobolds are a thing in WoW, apparently. I don't know. I don't oh, play cool. WoW. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. Um, but um, that's kobolds, World of Warcraft for anybody. Yeah, World of Warcraft, not, yeah. Thanks. We're just saying the word yeah. WoW. Wow. Um, kobolds in actual folklore are super fucking different from D&D kobolds. Uh, just, just... To talk have, about it. Do we have an origin? There's an origin. It's from Germanic uh, mythology or folklore. Okay. Um, they're generally like gnomish looking or like goblinish looking sprites that <laughs> tend to be invisible and uh, cause mischief and general trouble wherever they go. Okay, cool. Uh, they they said there's like three different types of kobolds. There's house kobolds, mine kobolds, and ship kobolds. Oh, and shit. they all do different bullshit on whatever habitat they decide to ship kobolds slowly take the boards out of the bottom of the boat yeah it's 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 weird <laughs> it's stuff disappearing or just bad stuff happens they, they blame it on the invisible kobolds the invisible so. kobolds have been the ones shitting in the food stocks yeah they're not your disgruntled workers not Jeff. it must have been not the kobold. Jeff. not Jeff. Jeff not pissed off Jeff <laughs> <laughs> so um so I just wanted to say that because that was interesting because they're so goddamn different in Dungeons and Dragons and D&D uh they are reptilian Okay. Uh, humanoids. They are small, about the size of goblins, maybe even slightly smaller. Oh, yeah. They're like 40 pounds, no? Yeah, they're real light. Wow. Um, they are known to be very cowardly. It's like a thing with them. And they also, um, they love to serve dragons and worship dragons like gods. Oh, and no shit. they are inherently related to dragons in some way, like in their bloodline. It's a thing. Okay. Um, distantly related dragons. Um that being said, they lay eggs like dragons do and like lizards do, like reptiles do. Um, they're actually, fun fact, they are the fastest breeding humanoids in the game. Oh, my God. <laughs> they are, they're the rabbits of the monster They are the manual. rabbits. Yeah, they're the rabbits of the D&D world. They, uh, they're capable of laying a clutch of eggs every 74 days. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they th- there's a c- bunch of reasons for this. Um, they... They do live in very um, overpopulated kind of colonies and like mines, but like they they can live to be over a hundred. They can live to be one hundred thirty five. No way, okay. because of their relationship with dragons. I guess they kind of have an extended okay. life. Okay, but because of their frailty and their puniness, most of them don't get past the age of ten. Yeah, because they're just dying to some bullshit. Yeah. By the way, they reach adulthood at like ages six to eight somewhere in there so they hatch from the eggs by six or eight bummer yeah i think dragonborns is something similar i think by like age 12 or 13 a dragonborn is is an adult okay it might be 15 but it's still it's relatively young as hell right um so i don't know what that's about i do know that they're both related dragons but there it is um um they they fill an extremely similar niche to as goblins. There's yeah. a lot of things that on the surface seem very similar. Like they have the same habitat, they have the same combat style, guerrilla tactics and combat style, and they they do it in mobs. And they have a lot of the same characteristics, like you know they're cowardly and they're cunning and and all those little things. Okay, so they're um, little shitheads. They can be definitely, but uh, but they're also drastically different, and we'll get into that. But before we kind of get into that, like I want to go back to talking about how they live in these overpopulated like mine colonies and stuff like that they like to live underground and in caves they like to be in the dark okay excuse me um because of their lifestyle they gender is not really okay no let let me nudity is not really a thing for them as in the thing they try to 
So they're not in the. They don't necessarily need feel the need to wear clothes. They're not shy. It's not a thing. Nudity okay. just like it just is what it is. When you live in that close proximity, it just doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> and I you guess. know, it really when you love to fuck that much, <laughs> it's really yeah. just in the way. Right. I guess they do breed a lot. Uh, another thing too is they are very very uh, good at keeping the species alive. Let's say that um, there's a big battle and seventy percent of the males were killed in that battle. <gasps> Uh, kobolds have this uh, inherent ability to sw- to transform genders. They can switch back and forth, kind of like uh, those Western African frogs. Yeah, about for- <laughs> <laughs> that's these guys. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, they can change their gender. So because of that, gender they they don't. It's just not a thing. They don't have prefixes or suffixes for it. They don't have any designations. Um, they just also, have the need to they, breed. They have neither <laughs> a patriarchy or a matriarchy. They okay, simply they. But they are very well organized, and we'll talk about that. So, so it's not just some kind of like free for all orgy. No, I mean, I guess if that's what you're into, it could be. Well, I'm not saying I'm into it. <laughs> no, I'm not, in the lore. we're talking about the lore, Will. This is no, not Brian's lore, opinion on kobolds. Lore, tell me what the facts are. I'm going to tell you right here, right now, <laughs> okay. on this podcast. In the lore, kobolds are not just one giant orgy. Okay. So. There. Okay, moving on. Glad we got so, that. Settled. Those were just some fun facts <laughs> that I wanted to throw in because once we start diving into other stuff, I would have forgot to, to say those things. Okay, uh, I just didn't know where to fit them in the notes. So, Understandable. So uh, let's talk about the key differences between goblins and kobolds. Um, number one, kobolds are kind of inherently lawful evil. Okay. Um, they're very well organized. Um, they have a strict hierarchy. They're a gerontocracy. Uh, I think we talk about uh, goblins. They're a cretocracy where, like, the strong bully the weak. Yes. Uh, Kobolds aren't like that. They don't really bully each other at all. They work really well together. Okay. Um, Each one has a place in the society. They are kind of uh, given a job if they're good at something. I see. Like, the the craftsmen are craftsmen. The diggers are diggers. The warriors are warriors. Everyone fits into a place. And the, the tribe works like a machine. And because of this, they are super, they're super devoted to the tribe. The tribe always comes first. Uh, it, it, even over, um, it's funny cause they're, they're known to be cowards, but the tribe comes first to such a degree that it like, even like the, the martyrdom or sacrifice of the individual means nothing compared to the prosperity of the tribe. Yeah. Very survivalist nature. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Um, strangely enough, even with all this devotion and all what, and whatnot, like kobolds are not very emotional. They, um, they don't form close friendships with each other. They don't form like relationships with each other. Uh, kobolds don't raise their young. The tribe raises the young. Like there's no oh wow okay interpersonal relationship. I mean they're there. So you're like indoctrinated into the tribe when you're when you're born. Yeah, and and you're at the mercy of the tribe. Right. These relationships do exist, but they're super muted. Okay. Um, and again, they're they're lawful evil, so I mean that kind of plays into it. So function um, over everything, basically. Kinda, yeah. Uh, and then something that kind of like goes supersedes all this is kobolds love to worship. They're ultra devoted to a dragon overlord. They are just fucking on the dragon. Are they jam. colored like dragonborn or not? Like, usually, usually kobolds just have a kind of a. I've seen this like brown pastel, brownish, brownish reddish kind of rusty yeah. look to them. Um, like sand they color. They can be colored, and there are key type of kobold um, genetic anomalies that, that kind of come out because of the dragon blood, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Cool. Um, they are super, they just, they love to do whatever a dragon will tell them to do. There's just something, there, there's something about 
they're, they're dragon blood. They're super prideful of it. They're super proud of the fact that they're related to dragons and to serve um, a dragon fulfills some kind of yeah, inherent yeah. genetic need. Uh, yeah, I would say so. And it honestly, it's the only reason why evil, cause they only serve evil dragons. It's, it's why evil dragons tolerate them. Cause even when you're evil, it's just hard to fucking turn away like this, giant group of people that want to worship you and just do whatever the fuck it is you say. But they really do love me. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, they really do love me. I really am that great. So, so yeah. You know they're right. I'll give them something to do. Yeah, exactly. So, like, it's funny because, like, you, it's understandable why a black dragon might have a bunch of lizard folk serving him because they're capable of doing shit. Dragons are kind of known for having like a like a servant body. If they you will, like, like to be worshipped and in charge of some fools, yeah, it's definitely a pride thing with them. But like, I think with kobolds, it's it's. It's something special because, like, there's some symbi- symbiotic. They fill, they fulfill the need of the dragon. The dragon can't do everything alone. They need some well, kind they of. Can, but well, they yeah, but they, yeah, they have some kind of saying. foot soldier work going yeah. on. But typically, in my experience with games, like, you know, there there's some orcs serving a dragon. So why yeah. not? Why not these kobolds? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, furthermore, differentiating them from goblins is, I would say, though goblins are cunning and very good trap makers and whatnot. Uh, kobolds kind of have them beat in that department. Go- goblins might be a little bit stronger because they're a little bit bigger, but kobolds are a little bit more cunning. Um, they are incredibly efficient miners, and they're incredibly efficient like planners of like digging out their layers. Like er- they like they they can plan the whole thing together on a piece of paper, and it it will just flow perfectly. They have this innate sense of like being able to like sniff out ore and find metals to forge. They're on like dwarf level of mining like okay dwarf level proficiency when it comes to mining like so probably not dwarf level crafters no but dwarf level diggers exactly okay yeah very much so although they can craft they, they are known to craft a bunch of stuff now this i got in trouble for saying something was like ants before but this is like ants this <laughs> yes. sounds like ants i guess so yeah there are uh, definitely you're you're drawing the right parallels here my friend <laughs> there's a lot of similarities to an ant colony and a kobold layer so. okay <laughs> <laughs> that's too funny um so uh, those are those are your general uh, differences. They're, they're they're master trappers. We'll, we'll kind of get into that later. Um, let's t- go. So ahead. like a kobold lair is real treacherous. Yeah, um, a kobold lair is going to be uh, incredibly difficult to traverse. Not only because it's going to be maze like and uh, yeah, all these different complex. tunnel routes. Yeah, but it's going to be. Number one, it's going to be so small, it's hard to, for anything larger than a kobold to move around. Right. Making it really impossible to invade. Uh, furthermore, it's going to be riddled in traps. That you're just going to, you're going to trip them all. It's going to be horrible. Cool. Um, there's escape routes everywhere, so the kobolds can, like, come in, fuck you up, go out, come in from another route. Like, they're really good at defending their layers. Oh, snap. Um, yeah, so I would not recommend it. Like, there's got to be something real good in there to even bother. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, fuck Probably makes shit. you real tired, dude, to trudge tre- uh, around in cobalt yeah, layers, huh? Yeah, a little bit. I think, I think I could use a short rest. Let's take one, then. All right, let's do it. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million dollars stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. It doesn't matter if you're selling scented soaps or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. 
from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you'll sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. It's like I said before, Shopify is going to take your business no matter what stage it's at and elevate it to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. So wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Hey everybody, welcome to the part of the episode where we stop talking about that thing we were talking about before. Put it out of your brains. We got something else to tell you about. It's you actually. Thanks for listening to the show. We really appreciate it. Really appreciate you. Everything that you do for us. Thank you. Yeah, you guys are awesome. And uh, I think for announcements today, um, all we got left is that two days after this episode drops, I think I'm doing my math right, so hopefully it's that's correct. We like two math. Days, we might not necessarily be great at it. Yeah, two days <laughs> after this episode drops, we will be announcing the two winners of the Xanathar's Guide to Everything contest. At long last, it has come. <laughs> People who have been tweeting links to the show and hashtagging it, Dungeon Cast, your time has come. People who have been leaving iTunes reviews, your time has come. <laughs> In two days from now... Watch our Twitter account because Will's going to be announcing two people who have won books. There are two ways to enter, two winners. It's all about two. Yeah. And we'll, we'll of course, we'll announce them on the show too once. Yeah, uh, after the, the fact. Yeah, after the fact. Next like, episode, in fact. It, the, not next episode. The next episode that we record after we announce. Because you know, we record ahead. Well, it would be the ne- it would still be the episode after this, no? Uh, probably not. I would say it's probably the one after, after that. In two Maybe. episodes? 
It depends. I, I have to do a lot of calendar math right now, and I don't feel like it. God so. damn. Okay. <laughs> but as soon as possible. And so for those of you who have not entered yet, you got two days left. What are you doing? Get on it. Type that tweet. And we re- we really generally like this po- this this contest is going to end. We're eventually going to run another contest, but in yeah. the interim, please just keep telling people about the show because yeah, that's what absolutely. that's what this is really about is getting the word out about us yeah. and and getting people to come listen to the show and uh, really just like getting that D and D community feel together. Yeah. We really appreciate everybody that's been coming out and doing that for us. So thanks a lot. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of you out there that I see. You guys are doing it all the time, uh, regardless of the contest. And yeah, we see it. We super appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, Thanks yeah. for leaving comments, subscribing on YouTube, hitting yeah. the like button. That's really nice. Yeah. We like to interact with you on there. So let mm-hmm. us know what you think, <laughs> and we'll let you know what we think. Yeah. And I think I think that's all I got. So uh, you can find us on SoundCloud.com slash the Dungeon Cast. You can find us on YouTube. Search the Dungeon Cast. Thank you, Josh Freeland. You can find <laughs> us on Twitter at the Dungeon Cast. You can send us a little nice email message if you want and a personal email, the Dungeon Cast at gmail.com. Leave us some critiques and feedback and let us know what you think. <gasps> But with that, I think we should get back to the show. Let's get back to the show. Let's get back to the show. Okay. Okay. So uh, so let's talk a little bit about the dragon blood, because they're all about that blood of the dragon. It's my favorite kind of blood. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so let's see here. Um, no one knows exactly how they're related to dragons they just are it's not like dragon morn where there's like two origin story no there's no origin story (laughs) something happens somewhere along the line some defunct like batch of dragon eggs went rogue there we go now they're kobolds Um, but because you dm but but the fact is no one can deny that this dragon blood exists for a couple of reasons number one um it's very common that dragon blood sorcerers are born amongst them so oh. there's that too. There's oh. there's your defining thing. Yeah, most spellcasters amongst kobolds are dragon blood sorcerers. Wow. Okay. Yeah, cool. Because they got the blood of the dragon, and you know that's how undeniable sorcerers are created. That's the evidence. Yeah. Um, sometimes they can be born with wings. Oh, that's really and cool. Can fly. Uh, kobolds that are born with wings are just cold. like ants. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> kobolds that are born with wings are called are called urds, and urds kind of have a complicated relationship with other kobolds. Um, an urd can be identified before it's born because an urd's egg will be uh will have a special speckled kind of colored pattern on oh, the egg. Oh, I see. When this happens, um well there's a few ways that things can happen, but one of the more common ways is this egg is taken to hatch above ground because they live underground and certain kobolds are designated to raise this egg above ground because they want to encourage this kobold to be able to fly. Okay. Because again, pride in the blood of the dragon and all this stuff. Now, even though they have a tendency to encourage the flying and they're considered holy or held in high esteem, they are also held in a sort of jealous contempt a lot of the time and treated poorly. Oh, no. So, again, it's this complicated relationship. Like, everyone wishes they were Erd, but they also treat Erds badly. Huh. Is um, that spelled like herb? Like Erd. Uh, U-R-D. So, no a, no silent H on that bad boy? No. If we were British, we would say herd. No. <laughs> no. just kidding. No, it's just Erd. Um... So, so yeah, there's that. I don't know if you got questions about urds. Um, they fly. That sounds dope. Yeah, it's cool. Like it's ants. Cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they're held in just, just contempt. Speaking of contempt, um, kobolds have a lot of hate in their heart. <laughs> just inherently <laughs> they, born with a lot of hate. They're pretty racist. Not for each other? Uh, no, not for each other. Because the tribe, the herd. Yeah, the, 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 the tribe. The tribe comes first. Yeah, okay. Uh, they, have, they, they have a tendency to be uh, pretty racist against everything that isn't dragon related. 
Like dragons. Um, uh, this, yeah, like dragons. Um, or, or, or dragonborn, maybe? Sometimes dragonborn. This yeah. depends on the roleplay, really. Right. Um, there, There's reasons for this, mostly because they are shit upon by everyone else all the time. <laughs> uh, everything wants to kill them, and they're small. It doesn't help that they tend to be shitheads. But yeah, like, like, are they raiding villages like a goblin mm, tribe? Not would? like goblins do. They kind of keep they to themselves. Like, they're like thieves in the night. Well, I mean, deal. like if they you're scavenge. serving, if you're serving a dragon, your pro- your intentions you're probably well. are yeah, poor. You're doing bad. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So like, absolutely. Yeah, I'm gonna want to shit on you too, yeah. you little piece of crap. Yeah. But sp- all right, specifically though, no, oh gnomes, kobolds fucking hate gnomes with a burning <laughs> passion of a fire of a Why? thousand suns. Because what happened? A long time ago. Long ago. <laughs> the kobolds have a deity. His name is Kurtulmak. Uh, Kurtulmak? Kurtulmak. 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 Like uh, he, he was their god. He was actually a uh, servant god of Tiamat, evil goddess of uh, of chromatic dragons. Okay, okay. Um, the gnomes also have a god. His name is Garl Glittergold. He's a he's an alright dude. He's he's a, he's a trickster kind of guy, but he's he's pretty well received by sure. the general public. Um, he stole something from Tiamat. Tiamat said sent Colonel Mac after him. There was this epic story that goes down. Uh, in the end, though, uh, Glitter Gold traps Colonel Mac in this endless maze of infinity, and he <laughs> traps him down there forever and nice. gets away. And because of this, kobolds fucking hate gnomes because their god fucked their god. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, and well, it's like, like uh, I do you care if you're like, is this god? <laughs> okay, so if you're, let me let me hypothetical you here. Yeah. If you're like a kobold cleric mm-hmm. and you like Kurtulmac, 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 yeah, whatever. If you like Big K or is yeah, it C? But it's K. If yeah, you like right. Big K. Does it matter where you're drawing the power from? Like who, the big K Mac. Like who who gives a damn if he's trapped in a maze? Like Well, uh clerics would like to get their power back. So they're power they're depowered yes, because of the this. priests of Colonel okay, Mac are depowered. So that, that. that's kind of what I was and asking. And a lot of kobolds dedicate their lives to trying some sort of magic item that will help free him. <laughs> Jack Sparrow's um, compass. There we go. <laughs> um so yeah, so yeah, so that's that's the thing. They, they fucking hate gnomes. I just um, think it's hilarious. I guess that's a pretty good reason. Yeah. The thing is, like, how common are gnomes? Like, I don't know. Anyways, it depends on your world. It's up to you. Um so survival's tough, and these guys have developed a certain set of skills to survive better, considering they're weak and puny. I have a certain set yeah. of skills. They've they've Liam Neesoned it up, and uh, <laughs> because this, they're master scavengers and thieves, they are notorious for like going through other people's trash. And finding stuff that they can repair or use and uh, kind of refitting it to their needs. So they can find your daughter. What? Sorry, I'm still referencing Taken. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Okay, yeah, you know, nice reference. I'm an idiot. <laughs> Moving on. Um, so, yeah, they, they're, they're notorious for, like, stealing shit in the night. Um, okay. They... Um, they farm mushrooms in their in their caverns, you know, oh, as nice. a food source. Yeah, it's nice. They raise <laughs> rats and lizards for for meat as well. That's less nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, here's a, here's a fun fact. They sometimes have a tendency to tame giant weasels as their mounts. Now that's just cute. <laughs> I just little, think that's adorable. This little tiny dragon yeah. shit riding yeah. a weasel, a giant weasel. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's Fucking like a. Cool, right? Have you have you seen um, Avatar: Last Bender? The badger moles. No, they're no like I haven't these, seen that. They're blind. Uh-huh. They're giant badgers, mm-hmm. and they can earthbend, and that's how they see. And you know the little blind girl, Toph? Mm-hmm. That's who she learns earthbending from. What the fuck? She, that's how she can see so through the vibration. These yeah. are intelligent creatures. They're somewhat intelligent. They just use the vibrations of the earth to see. 
Okay. Like they can, it's like echolocation. So she was raised the by blind giant weasels? Like- no, she, she leaves, she like her parents are shitty and she okay. leaves home to like, and, and makes friends with the badger moles. Cause like we understand each other cause we're both blind. We're going so far off subject right now. No, no, it's fine. I'm fascinated. What the fuck? Well, in Avatar The Last Airbender, a lot yeah. of the origins for air, for bending are yeah. like, the humans learn to bend from animals. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, and the that's, anim- really cool. that's why like Aang and Appa are a thing because the airbenders learn to oh, from airbend the from sky the buffalo? sky bison. Yeah, or sky bison. Sorry, sky buffalo bison. Sky buffalo. Yeah, same whatever. Sky elk. Let's get back on. <laughs> let's go All right, back yeah, on let's talk about kobolds. They're riding um, giant badger moles. I yeah, mean, they, uh, weasels. giant weasels. Yeah, we're <laughs> um, small but clever. Like we talk about, they dig these elaborate rig layers. Um, with a cornucopia of traps, and they, there's all kinds of traps. Like they do it all, like pots of oil falling on your head, oh, bear shit. traps, moats of pitch. Um, there's just like there's just a guy standing on top of a ledge that throws bear traps as you walk yeah. in. <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing. Catch motherfucker! <laughs> That's fucking ah. fantastic. Oh shit! Um, get Roll this. Save sometimes, sometimes they will in key locations like set up some green slime. Oh, cool. We talked about green slime. We did. And how if it gets on you, it turns you into green slime. Yes. Yeah, so that shit's there. And there's, you know, infinite amount of possibilities when it comes to traps. And they do them all. Um, Cool. Is there one that they like in particular? eh, Is there, like, something that you see in the lore, like, come up all the time? Like, the green slime or, like... uh, No, the green slime was just an interesting one. I mean, just general trip lines and all that stuff. It's just, like, they're just generally trap-ridden, and you can get as creative as you want with it. That'd be funny if they, like, forget... They set too many traps, and they forget where they all are, and, like, sometimes they trigger them. But that's supposed to be the thing about kobolds, is they got these, like, bizarrely efficient minds when it comes to their layers and their and they've like, got the they mental never capa- forget yeah they have the mental capacity to memorize the routes exactly okay so it's just a thing with them oh um, cool nice defensive they, um, survival thing they have impressive treasure hordes like a dragon yeah i would say that's one of the reasons there's a few reasons number one like they got that dragon greed so mm-hmm. they they hoard shit um also they're master thieves like we talked about and they're great crafters and sometimes they use that craft to make jewelry and shit Nice. Yeah, and they're good at it. It's good. Kobold made jewelry is, you know, despite what they tell you in 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 town, kobold made jewelry is quality <laughs> stuff. High high end yeah. materials. You know, for half the price of dwarven stuff. So, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, moving on. Uh, Volo's guide has done an amazing job with kobolds, um, and and with other monsters. We bitch a lot on this podcast about the limitations of the monster manual, mm-hmm. like the fact that there's only one bullywug. Well, the monster manual only. I think I might have Erd in it, but I know it has Kobold, and that's it. Luckily for us, Volo's Guide has some really cool stuff. They got the the Kobold Dragon Shield, which is like a dope warrior Kobold. Nice. They have the Kobold Inventor, and they have the Kobold Scale Sorcerer. So it's like, finally, we're getting some more uh, some more flavorful and fleshed yeah. out uh, monsters. And they do the same with Goblins and Gnolls and stuff. So Volo's Guide is great. Um, I highly recommend that book. Uh, a lot of stuff we're kind of covering lately has really uh, delved out of uh, Volos for yeah, some reason. Yeah, it's a great supplement to the yeah, Master absolutely. Manual. Um, but other than that, I mean, that's your basic rundown of kobolds. Um, did you have any general questions about kobolds? Uh, not that I haven't asked already. Yeah. They are a playable race. That also is in Volos Guide. Um, yeah. uh, we run a Will ran a horror game for us that we we host on our Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And one of the one of the <laughs> players of is a kobold, kobold yeah. a really cool character. Yeah, absolutely. it was a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, so yeah, um, that's kobolds. Sick. I think we're done. <laughs> yeah, All let's right. call it a All game, right, guys. Thank you for listening. We're gonna call it a game, and uh, we'll catch, catch you guys later. next time. Bye. Bye.
Hey everybody, and welcome to the Dungeon Cast. Oh shit. <laughs> yes, welcome. <laughs> welcome. We're your mysterious hosts. <laughs> You'll never know our names. Okay. <clears throat> Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Will. And I'm Brian. This is the podcast where we discover... What the fuck am I saying? What are we discovering today, Will? <laughs> Jesus Christ, let me get shit <laughs> What does feminism mean to you? During Women's History Month, come explore feminism and how it's playing out in real life with Season 2 of Thread the Needle, a monthly podcast. I'm your host, Donna Schill. I use my background in journalism and draw on women's life experiences to add to the conversation on topics that matter to fellow feminists like you. Now in its second season, listen to new episodes each month as we explore finding yourself through divorce, battling call-out culture, questioning our ideas about masculinity, and discovering why girls' confidence plummets in their preteens. Guests include Stephanie Kuntz, historian and author of Marriage, a History, April White, author of Divorce Colony, and Loretta Ross, professor on white supremacy and call-out culture at Smith College. Listen to Thread the Needle on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.